When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to the Completely Unnecessary Podcast for Tuesday, August 4th. 2020, alongside Ian Ferguson. That's me. I'm Pat Contry. On the show today, right here, we'll be talking about we'll be talking about the Analog Pocket pre-order selling out in less than 15 minutes. A deal between a- AMC Universal, a scumbag sell of the week, a Patreon poll topic, what would happen on the CU Podcast cruise ship? Um, because it's a light week. And also, it's a real light week. It's a it's a lighter week than usual. We had uh, for a while, and we won't be talking about the Intellivision announcement because it's been delayed until the day afterwards. <laughs> we'll get into that though later. Um, first, Ian, uh, we have uh, to announce we have a YouTube membership program going on on my YouTube channel. So what you do is you click uh, if you want to support us, you click join, which is next to the subscribe button. And what do you get? What do hickeys do you get? You get a channel badge, and you also get the ability to use emojis in the chat. Or when you're leaving Who comments. Who doesn't love emotes? Everyone loves emotes. What's the difference between an emote and an emoji? I don't know what it is. Uh, it, I, I, think it, I, well, I think one's a brand name and one's... Generic? The, one's tissues the, and Kleenex? One, one's the generic, yeah. <laughs> uh, you also will get, you'll get uh, a, page, a Patreon, uh, usually the Patreon to your podcast video. We'll do the same one uh, early each week on, on YouTube. I also have a, a, a monthly Google Hangout that I'll be doing there. And also uh, early access to new videos like a new NES Punk video is coming out fairly soon and a new flea market madness and an update with frank and things like that so otherwise it's not changing on youtube it's just added a little extra little bonus stuff that you can get if you want to support us you don't have to if you don't want us if you don't you know if you don't want us if you don't you do want us don't don't you anyway and you have an announcement for for yokoi kids i do the yokoi kids annual number one is uh in pre-order uh we uh did one run uh of a hundred and as of right now i think as of this recording there's only 15 copies left in that run um you can go to tinyurl.com slash yokoikidszine uh, and grab a copy. When we sell out, we will be doing a, another print run. So I don't know if the pre-orders will go over into that run or what, but if it does sell out, keep your eyes peeled and posted on it. Um, it is 90, 90 pages. pages. It is 90 pages. It's art. It's comics. It's writing. All it's Game Ramblers. Boy all the time. All black and white Game Boy all the time. We cover 25 games. There's 20 plus contributors. Um, and it was a lot of fun to work on. All of the proceeds go to No More Deaths. No More Deaths is a humanitarian aid organization that is helping migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border. So read about some Game Boy games, support a good cause, and what? go to tinyurl.com slash zine. Did you work on an article? I, I have, I think, four entries in there. Okay. What, what, what game? Uh, Revenge of the Gator, Burger Time... 
Kirby's Dreamland. Uh, those were fresh ones. Uh, the Revenge of the Gator, I rewrote from the original Yokoi Kids uh, article I did. Burger Time and Kirby's Dreamland, I did. Um, I did fresh for the zine, so I think they're actually exclusive to the zine. And then uh, there's a couple other ones from... Because uh, some of this is basically repacking of all of the web content into a physical sure. uh, for, uh, form. So uh, some of my older articles should be in there as well. Like I said, I think I've got four or five entries in there. And you go to tinyurl.com slash yokoikidzine, Y-O-K-O-I, kidszine, Z-I-N-E. Uh, we also have a... We're going to do a virtual panel for our pals at the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. That's this Sunday, 12.15 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or 3.15 Eastern Standard Time. I'm very much looking forward to it. That's my birthday. Come out and watch Woo! us. Be nice. Uh, be kind. We, we, we might talk about the announcement tomorrow on Sunday. We'll see. That might, that might make, the, make the cut there. It, it, it might. Um, and, uh, then, and, and then if you're in, the, if you're in that chat live... Um, I will throw out a promo code uh, for the store at ultimatenintendo.com. I'll do a, a discount uh, for those that are in it, virtual attendance at, uh, at the Uplink event. And you can get the pins and the t-shirts, the limited shirt, and the enamel pins in the books there. And, you know, we'll have, do that as well. And I'm also on Cameo, cameo.com slash Pat Contry. I just did a wedding, not a wedding, uh, yeah, wedding anniversary, 12 years for, for someone the other day. So there you go. I don't know why you want to see my mug on your anniversary, but hey, why not? Wasn't going to say. I got dimples. I don't know. Maybe people like that. Uh, and that's it for our, our, our uh, just our shilling, our upcoming uh, events. Wait, wait, hold on. We still have to show. We have oh, enamel yeah. pins. We have, uh, I, we have a t-shirt. Did you say that? I just did. Wow, you pulled the pat. You weren't listening to me at all. No, I was. But <laughs> I just did I, I, was, I was immediately trying to think about why someone would want to get you. Why would they have you? But I said that before that. So your mind just went in reverse and erased time. That's what just happened. Man, I need sleep. <laughs> All right, uh, real quick, uh, the National Video Game Museum did something cool. They now have, since, since obviously things are bad in Texas and they're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area with, with the uh, public health crisis, um, they, but you can, you can visit the entire museum as a level in Doom 2. Yeah. So you can do that. And that comes off the heels of, um, what was the, the indie... Uh, Devolver did. Devolver did a uh, first-person shooter-type game that you can walk through. And that was at. also a convention. You could walk around sure. and see the exhibits for the various games as if you were on a convention floor. Um, National Video Game Museum has done a similar thing, uh, and it looks cool. The screenshots are cool. There's uh, you can see like the statues and all the the, the displays in the level. The store closing, like the like the, the like the. Um the video game crash looking little thing, or at least physical media going away that wishes it not for resale. Uh, which, by the way, just uh, was screened at the Smithsonian event. I, I failed to, to mention it last week. It was a virtual event. It originally was going to be in person, but not for resale. Screened at the, the actual Smithsonian, Smithsonian, at least the event. So that's cool. Smithsonian. I can't say it. Smithsonian. Um but yeah, so if you want to check out that level, uh, you can um, download it at the National Video Game Museum website. And yeah, I'll give it a play. I'll put a link down there. I still got to visit, and I was going to probably visit it this year at Retropalooza, and this could have been maybe the first year you came to Retropalooza with me. And this year, no no events. So there yeah, you there, I actually had nothing scheduled for October this year. So I, I and no conflict. I would have been there. No conflict with PRG this year. It would have <laughs> yeah. been perfect. But nope. Maybe no, next it's, year. It's, it's a gap year here um pokemon go finds a mailborn ian this is a 
This is a uh, funny and and sad, I guess, at the same time. A Victoria. This is this is uh, coming from a, a Seven News in Australia. A man who traveled fourteen kilometers to play Pokemon Go has been fined one thousand six hundred and fifty-two dollars by Victoria Police for breaching stay-at-home directions. That's Australian dollars, so it's a little bit less in the U.S. But. <laughs> On Monday, police revealed they had issued one hundred and seventy-two fines to individuals across the state, twenty-seven of which were for people failing to wear a face covering when in public. They're cracking down, and I almost feel like maybe if they did something like that here more people would you know wear their mandated masks but um it, but it's so many people that don't give a shit i mean yeah it's 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 ridiculous. I mean, it's, and, and I, I i just went to do takeout of food at mitch's yesterday and there was people there younger people that were walking around with that one was smoking like 20 feet from her it's just like come on man how was your mitch's it's always delicious it's fantastic mm. it's colossal stupendous stupendous tremendous um it is, it, this is kind of a bummer, though. Like, Pokemon Go is something that you can play uh, and socially isolate. I mean, you, uh, they've done a lot of things in Pokemon Go uh, that uh, have helped people continue to play it during um, the coronavirus. They've increased the uh, distance that you're allowed to be from... Uh, gyms to interact with them. Uh, they've increased the gift rates so that you get more items from the Pokemon Go stops than you would normally get. Um, and uh, Vonnie is a big fan of it. And I understand that during, you know, uh, this certain public health crisis, that's been like the one thing that she does to kind of get out and escape for a little bit. Um, well, you so, still can just wear a mask. Yeah. But yeah, I, you know, this guy breaking his stay at home orders. I, I hope whatever, you know, Pokemon he caught, it was worth it. Well, they're starting to have a little uptick, I think, in certain, and uh, maybe it's this area of Australia. I did read that they're having a little uptick here or there. But, um, um, we should we should, we should get the woman on the streets uh, view from Ape It Alley to see what's going on and check back in. Oh yeah, <laughs> see what's going on there. See what's going on there. But uh, yeah, that's just a little little thing we touched on there. Uh, something that I hadn't thought of in, in a while. Space Venture. Remember Space Venture? I don't because the Kickstarter was eight years ago. Before it was. This is this is uh, this is how you divide time pre and post CU podcast. Yeah, it's pre CUP. Um, or B BCUP. So this, I'm not sure we were. I think we might, might BC have, in parentheses. Not, we might, we might have us speak about this. So about this a podcast maybe one time like five years ago. Um, but this is a game that kickstarted from it was from the uh, from the past Sierra guys from Andromeda that worked on the first four space quests together before they split apart. Mark Crow and Scott Murphy that worked on it. And I'm a huge Space Quest fan up until the first four games. Fifth was pretty good too. Then when there's only one or two working one of the two working on it's a different style. They both mesh well with that. So this was a game that was supposed to be in the same uh, vein of that this is a point and click adventure going back to like eighties and to early to mid nineties PC adventure games. And it was supposed to come out seven years ago. And still they raised like six hundred thousand five hundred and fifty thousand, six hundred thousand top of my head, something like that. And seven years, seven years, and I have not been keeping track of why it's taken so long to do this. Maybe they needed more money, or maybe they just figured I can't work on this full time. I have a feeling it's a combination of that. They couldn't hire someone to do it. God, when you take $600,000, though, you may have underestimated the cost, or I don't know. That's just, you, you got you to gotta come out with something at some point. Yeah, you don't want to put up a Kickstarter that's going to be, you know, popular. And then, you know, if, if, if your heart's not in the project, which is... I'm I, not saying that's what happened here, but seven yeah. years uh, past uh, due date. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, it's not three hundred million dollars like like Star Citizen, but Star Citizen you can play. You can pay, you can play parts parts of the game. It's just not 
put together yet. But you can play it, you know. Anyway, so um, a demo came out. Uh, you can watch it. Uh, not even demo. It's just the first 10 minutes of gameplay. I don't know if you watched it, Ian. But it's in the vein of, you know, of, of a Space Quest game. Within, you know, you, you click on a thing and you, you hear him look at things and it's yeah. humorous. He has, a, he has a cute little... Um, um, it's, so, so you're basically like a, like a plumber uh, in it. Roger Wilco was a janitor. You're a plumber in this. So, you know, a guy sort of, you know, blue-collar guy probably gets caught up in some space adventure. Space adventure. And you, uh, your little uh, red case of your tools turns into a cute little mechanical dog that follows you around, a little robot yeah. dog. So I'm like, that's, that's cute. Um, I like that. But um, uh, obviously, wait until this comes out to, sp- to spend any money on it, because I don't know if you can even pre-order it yet. Yeah, so it's just a... It's, it's literally a seven-minute... Um, little. If you back intro. the game at thirty or above, you're now getting the chance to play a beta build. So there you go. So that means it's coming out. The voice acting is pretty good. Um, I'm sort of havesies on the art direction because it's not obviously they're not going to do like '90s, you know, you know hand drawn painted stuff anymore. But you know, it's 3D. But it, there's, it's not. I don't know. I'm like halfway on it. I don't know if you if you what you think. I I'm not honestly. I'm not a huge fan of the the art style. Um, but as a you know fan of point and click games, I will probably at some point end up with this on my laptop and I'll poke around and see. I'm not see what I what I think of it. I'm not really a fan of the character design of the main protagonist. He's like a gruff like you know plumber type that when I think of like. Roger Wilco and he's like sort of goofy and happy. Yeah, this is the opposite of that. Exactly. So I'm like, eh, I'm not thrilled with that choice. I mean, they should have just went full and just sort of ripped off the Roger Wilco and, and had it like be like I don't know, Billy Dilko or something. Or <laughs> I, 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 you know what I mean? Like I would have rather done that. These are people that want a Space Quest game. Give them that character back. This right. is not that character. This isn't like the goofy, dumb sort of guy that you know you want to see get killed over and over again. You know, like that. That's the only thing I'm going to say. Obviously, it's too late now, but um, yeah, that's that's the only thing I'm going to say there. The deaths in Space Quest were always funny. I I never liked dying in point and click adventure games, but at least in Space Quest, it was always a pretty humorous. Especially in, in 16 color EGA graphics, it was always fun to see that. Mm-hmm. Was, there was even because because like the, the animation was still good. It was just there was no colors. <laughs> yeah, you know that EGA style. I went straight from uh, CGA. VGA, I skipped that in between. <laughs> what I, there, well, it was even was it technically VGA once you got to like like Windows ninety five? I guess it technically was Windows three point. Yeah, VGA. That was VGA. And, I, th- and I think I was, think you had to was, have VGA. Was Super VGA a scam? Was that even a thing? Like like it was Super VGA options. Like was how many more colors did you get in Super VGA than VGA? Because VGA was two fifty six. VGA was two fifty six. I don't remember. Was what Super, Super like VGA was a couple hundred more. I always thought that was funny because I don't remember ever knowing someone that owned the Super VGA or what have you there no it seemed like it was pretty unnecessary okay. so here's a, a a funny thing here's a guy here's a guy uh, transphobic monster john boyne uh who is also uh i guess a historical uh novel writer uh accidentally included zelda video game monsters in his uh most recent novel um his book a traveler at the gates of wisdom opens in 81 and ends 2000 years later and in there there is a ad one year one i thought i mean 81 ad oh yeah ad year Year one one. sorry yes year one when they think jesus was born um it's really like five five bc or so 
So uh, this absolute joke of a person uh, decided to put a recipe for uh, red dye in their historical novel. And, uh, you know, doing all of the hard, diligent research that a historical novel writer writes, uh, ended up Googling a recipe for red dye and got the recipe from Legend of Zelda. Uh Breath of the Wild. Um, That's funny. Here you go. This is the excerpt. The dyes that I used in my dressmaking were composed from various ingredients, depending on the color required. And then goes on to say, almost all required nightshade, sapphire, keyswing, the leaves of the silent princess plant, octorock eyeballs, swift violet, thistle, and hightail lizard. In addition, uh, the red I used for Abrilla's dress employed spicy pepper... The tail of the red Lizzlefos and four Hylian shrooms. All right. Even going as far as to list Hyrule. So, I mean, he just he just lifted it without even changing the stuff. Like, he could have he changed the stuff around if he wanted to. He just didn't. Nope. He just yeah. lifted it. Literally just looked at the recipe that you would use in-game and, this, and, this and is, listed it. And this is supposed to take place in, like, real life. This isn't, Right. Like, it's supposed to be a historical novel, meaning it's supposed to be accurate. It's supposed to be real. This is not a fantasy author who just ripped off some other fantasy. This is a fantasy author. This is supposed to be, a, to be based on a real person that this is Yeah, this is... Uh, well, I, don't, I don't think Octoroks have existed. I haven't, I haven't read my zoology book that my dad had in the attic in a while. Haven't uh, come across a Lizfos, uh, Lizzlefos in real life either. Uh, uh, that'd be terrifying. That would be awful. Octoroks would be cute, though. They don't really do much damage to you. They spit little softball-sized little rocks at you. you I'd try the Hylian shrooms, though. You would try them? I'd, I'd give them a go. I'm sure, I'm sure they, they'd be similar to your other shroom experiences. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, just, it's just silly. Um, he took it in stride, according to someone that, that talked about it. He okay. took it in stride. What? What is that? What is that? Well, I mean, he's, just, he's laughed it off. I mean, what are you going to do? I fucked up. I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know why. I don't you apologize would for being a fucking hack. That's what I would. That's what I would suggest doing. I, it's it's so dumb. Like it's it's can't even call it plagiarism. It's just being stupid. It's just <laughs> why? Like why even? Why even? Sorry, I'm bad at my job. Why, why, I don't know what characters are being described here, but why even have that person describe like what the die was made of? Um, that's like such a weird thing. Almost all my dyes required all this crap. Like, that's just not necessary for your novel. That's just really... Then it goes into the bed chamber. What's going on here? Oh, there's a poison thing going on. Oh, okay. There's a poison thing. Okay. Anyway. So, was it supposed to be poison? Or is, is dye a euphemism for the poison? The next paragraph? I gotta read this, damn it. I gotta see how it ends up. No, you don't. <laughs> right? You don't. You definitely don't need to read this shit. <sighs> anyway. You want to talk about the PlayStation's? And Spider-Man being exclusive to that Marvel's Avengers game with the awful, this is, this the is, awful face models of everyone. It looks like they're all Vikings. This is gross. So Marvel's Avengers, uh, that Avengers. I, I honestly have no idea how anyone is excited by this. It looks so by the books and so boring. Has it been out yet? It's not out yet. No. This is is this different from the one in the Switch? What do you mean? To, what's on the Switch? Marvel games on the Switch? Ultimate Alliance. Ultimate Alliance. Oh, okay. <laughs> totally different. What this looks? I I feel like I saw a trailer for this game two years ago. We did, and we uh, talked about how boring it looked then, and how awful it looked. And now. it's not out yet. No, it's not. Okay. So uh, it had a full unveiling at E3 2019. So it was probably only a year ago. It feels like it's been eight years because in COVID times everything lasts. Three times as long as <laughs> holy fuck. Um, so anyway, this game is coming out to uh, it's coming out to PC. It's coming out in PS4. Pretty sure it's coming out on Xbox One. 
and um, they've decided that it would be a great idea to make Spider-Man only available in the PlayStation 4 version. Who decided that? Uh... Square Enix, Marvel Games, I don't know, whoever fucking makes the game. Okay. They decided it would be a great idea to make Spider-Man only available in the PS4 version, uh, which has pissed off a lot of people. Um, That's really, really dumb as far as exclusives go, to take your most popular character and only put them in the PlayStation version. Uh, I, I I saw online people, even some people that we know, uh, our friend Joe from Limited Run Games, mm-hmm. was like, fuck it, I don't know that I'm buying this at all. He's like, I mean, I could play it on the PS4. He's like, but I wanted to play it on the PC. And they're, you know, ransoming, they're, they're, they're holding uh, Spider-Man hostage on on, on the PS4 Are they getting version. Sony money for to do this? I, I have no idea. Because obviously they have the Sony Spider-Man game, which is exclusive. They could. Um, maybe they are only Spider-Man. You get Spider-Man only on P- the PS4 or the, that Ultimate Alliance game on the Switch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I, I can see this pissing hey. off a lot of people. I mean, I hey, Spider-Man is the big. He's the big the big wig in the Marvel universe. We know that he's the he's number one. But this is that's insane. It just seems like a really good way to upset fans for no real reason. Let's see that we can see him. He's going to appear in Lego Marvel Super Heroes Two or the Switch exclusive. Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, but Sony has held the rights, the movie rights to Spidey for a long time and looks determined to maintain that hold, famously leading to the blah, 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 blah. Okay, this is Sony's, I guess, being an asshole. Yeah. Um, they're still trying to get their, their Venom 2 and their dumb Morbius movie, which I hope fucking tanks into the into the center of the earth. They are so desperate to I'm hold so on to I'm so disappointed you all went out and saw Venom, because now you, 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 you're having it being stuck in Sony's uh, fucking creatively dead hands. Uh, the Spider-Man character holding it hostage with the whole Marvel thing that happened last year and they almost didn't do Spider-Man 3 in the, in the MCU which would have been a, a disaster which you couldn't even account for. Yeah, that would have uh, been absolutely That would have been atrocious. like Sean Connery and Never Say Never Again. Yeah, it's a Bond movie but we can't bring up any Bond shit in it. You know, besides saying he's James Bond. You know, like you, like you, you don't want to see that ever happen. I just think it's, it's. I, I think the marketing execs are, are crazy. I mean, the the people went and saw the movie as a joke on a lark. Like, you think the, so, Venom? Oh yeah, people went to go see it because it was so bad. And um, well, congratulations, asshole. Yeah, I mean, that, that, <laughs> that, that, but that only works like once or twice. That I mean, the I don't know who read the room and said, "Oh no, everyone loves our horrible treatments of the Spider-Man properties." Now let's do more of them. And I, I, yeah, and yes, the the Miles Morales anime movie was good. It was really good. Oh, it was fucking fantastic. But um, now, well, oh well, I, I'm curious in the sequel. I don't want to see seven different Spider-Man in, in, in the animated sequel, though. I think we've already done that. I, I really hope that's not what they go in the direction of these movies. But I have a feeling they are. Like, you have to have Spider-Gwen and all the other Spider-Men come back. I'm like, I really am not interested in that anymore. I don't know. I didn't think uh, it would work the first time, and it worked great. So I'll, I, I'll see it. I don't know what you're interested in in terms of Spider-Man, because it doesn't seem to be anything that, that comes out. Uh, well, I liked... Oh, I liked Far From Home a lot. A lot. Oh, you liked Far From Home. That was okay. a lot. And I, and I thought Homecoming was okay. I just like, uh, 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 Mr. Stark, can I rub your coins for you? Like, Get I a new line. I just don't. I don't use. I didn't use corns last time. I yes, you not, did. I just, I, you rub your corns. You always no, I use massage the corns. Get, oh, okay. It's it's the same. Can I get you a cup of coffee? I just don't like the pandering Peter Parker, who because that's the exact fucking opposite of what the character was. The character had had bravado and over the top arrogance. 
because they wouldn't let him into the X-Men or wouldn't let him into the Avengers. And when I was way to prove himself, you know, haphazardly, that's the character. Sorry. That's been totally lost in, in, in this incarnation to, to a little side fucking kick. Sorry. It's like making Superman a sidekick to Batman. It's like, like, why would you do that? It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, sorry. Oh, we're saying, oh yeah, so this sucks. Yeah, it's dumb. Um, so the Intellivision announcement was delayed. Wow, we had this marked on our cal- calendar for August 4th to, to see what was going to be revealed for the exciting Intellivision Amico that is definitely coming out on October, October 10th. 10th, 2020. It's definitely not being delayed probably until next year. And week. we can definitely say that, uh, you know, we expect to see it on October 10th because none of the dates have been changed. Um, not on GameStop's website as far as I'm concerned, or last time I saw. So it, they literally had an announcement 10 minutes before I was ready to go live um, on Twitter saying, sorry, we're not doing the announcement until Wednesday. So we'll, we'll, you'll see it on the next CU podcast, unfortunately, uh, there. Um, you, they had two... We didn't talk about... I didn't want to give any crap towards they did these two comedic you know little videos whatever it's fine they're harmless they're like it's like two, it was like 2011 youtube humor videos just to promote though this date of august 4th they did two mondays in a row just to promote this date to do it and when you don't do that and now that you cancel 10 minutes before it's just wholly unprofessional and amateurish to do that oh it's it's dumb and, and it doesn't and that doesn't matter if you're a startup like this is or if you're a nintendo you, you're not supposed to do this. You, if you don't have all your ducks in a row, uh, don't you know, announce it even five days before or day four. Don't wait 10 minutes before to say it's not happening and then have a little three-minute nothing announcement to say uh, you, can, you can play uh, a full level of a game on your mobile device. Yes. A, a very yeah. frazzled Tommy uh, in a three-minute video comes on and says, we delayed it. Because a thing that got announced that, that was unannounced that and was in back in, we're going to get that into tomorrow. Okay, so that's a great way to start off your 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 you know your big announcement day that you know you cancel ten minutes beforehand, um, and then um, he says that there's great news that this system that's definitely going to be out on October 10th, you can play the entire first level of Moon Patrol now. Wow. So, in the uh, the Club of Me, so it goes app. from a, a fifteen second demo to what? What's a Moon Patrol level? A minute? Like what? Forty five like, seconds? 40, like how seriously? How long is a Moon Patrol level? I don't know. We actually would have tried it, but it's you, not on uh, iOS. It's yet. not on iOS yet. And I don't it's ha- on Android. I don't have my Android burner laying, uh, burner laying around somewhere to do it real quick since I had ten minutes in order to prepare. Um, so not everyone is happy with it, including including people. Um, on the on the on the Atari age board that are supporting this, I'll just read this one. Um, yes, one I, I, person, person said, "Oh man, I've got a meeting tomorrow that can't be moved. I'm going to be relying on you guys for a full post presentation breakdown of all the cool news." So people were actually, uh, and, and hey, I'm not giving you shit if you're excited. People were actually planning their day around this announcement because again, this has been announced for like at least three weeks. Like this is going to be the day. Hmm. So this response was they've somehow been duped into believing that uh, the uh, Intellivision is a real company that uh, well, it's a real company. You no, know, I, I, you know what I'm saying, a real that company that acts though. professionally. Uh, okay, so yes, because the CEO acts super professionally all the time. So this response was, yes, I made this point on Facebook. I cleared an, I cleared an hour of my schedule to watch this live. I can't easily clear out the same one hour window tomorrow. I'm sure the VP will understand if I move our meeting booked a month ago with less than 24 hours notice. He's being sarcastic. Since I'm ticked, I'll add my hot take. Giving us mobile versions of Amico games makes little sense to me. 
So, so many talking points about how using a phone for games sucks. So they give us a mobile version of a game designed for an Amico controller and a TV screen, question mark. I've worked on games where the development effort to, to do the demo really hurt the core game because it took time and effort away from the core game. You typically have to branch a pre-beta build, then make a lot of fixes on the demo, which often don't port to the main game because you are hacking it to get the demo out the door. Sometimes it makes sense because the marketing value of the demo is worth it. I recall getting a demo in a few million post serial boxes once, but in this case, most of the people playing Moon Patrol on their phones aren't even the target market for Amico. Since Amico will have a dedicated mobile app for additional controllers, I can see the value of getting of setting up Android and iOS build, uh, build pipelines and getting used to the submission process. So that is something I guess. So he's just uh, puzzled about why even bother putting this on on the app, which is a fair point, which goes back to these being mobile games that you don't need a right. console for. It, it, it seems very, very silly to me. Um, and I don't want to talk about this too much longer just because we're going to be doing far more of this next week, but it seems silly to me to put out and get excited about a mobile phone demo when you're desperately trying to act like these are not mobile games and you're trying to say that these games need to be played on the Amico because only the Amico can do it. Yes. Well, bullshit. I'm playing Moon Patrol on my phone. I'm playing I'm well, playing your game on my phone. That's what goes back to the, I mean, we said it 20 times like why can't you play these games on the Switch or or, or any other Right. All right. I'm not going to fall into this feedback <laughs> loop again, but we'll talk more <laughs> about this it's, it's next just, week. I feel bad. I honestly feel bad. Even the people that attack us and build their little YouTube channels off of attacking us uh, for us speaking our minds on the intelligence. I feel bad that they are in this little um, uh, echo chamber where where everything that, that happens, they think, oh, there's a positive spin to it. Well, you know, they're making it better. You know, okay, it's still it's just at some point you got to call it unprofessionalism for what it is. Yeah, I, I, I'm not even saying tom- tomorrow could be big gangbusters for them, but I'm just saying this is unprofessional doing this. If, if this all rode on one thing, why not just do your announcement without that one thing and then announce this two, three weeks later? You're going to have plenty of time to promote this because it ain't coming out in October. We're going to have six months, eight months of this uh, build up to something. So it, that makes actually makes gives me pause if that one thing is what keep, kept the announcement today. Well, yeah, because um, I mean, how important is the one thing? Like what, that everything needs to hinge. Well, is on, it your killer app that you're waiting on? Maybe is it your Earthworm Jim announcement? Or like maybe it's that because that's the only thing they're banking on. That's oh, this is a game people definitely want. So all right, well that's it for this uh, this uh, intro. Remember, you can listen to this podcast wherever wherever fine podcasts are given away through the air for free. Yeah. All right. Ian, uh, the Analog Pocket uh, pre-orders Yikes. first batch came out uh, August 3rd, uh, Monday. Uh, I, I rolled off the couch at like 8.15 a.m. and I was like, oh, let's check what's going on on Twitter. And boy, it was a, it was a thing to see the the, uh, the reaction to the Analog Pocket uh, pre-orders selling out within under 15 minutes. So, yeah. And... Um we talked about the analog pocket before uh, last week. We gave it a hand job last week or the week before. Yeah, I, two weeks ago. I need to say this now. Of all the things I'm going to say, the actual unit looks great, and I'm very excited for it. It's great looking hardware. Um, I was lucky enough to get one. I 
I was up at 3 a.m. yesterday for I have no idea what fucking reason and I couldn't go back to bed. So I was like, fuck it, we're going to we're going to throw our hat in the ring here. Um, I had always said that this was one that I was definitely going to try for. Um, my love of portable gaming is well known. If there's one product you wanted to get in this FPGA market, it would be this. It would be this. And it, it, it's true. Um, I mean, I, I, when I talk about my favorite systems, I say PC Engine and Game Boy, but a FPGA PC Engine, um, when I've already got a, you know, a, a, a PC Engine Duo R hooked up to, you know, a, an upscaler, it, it, I would still want one, but it's not nearly as exciting as an actual new portable. I mean, there's something exciting about that with, with a, you know, a really nice screen, sure. um, you know, FPGA inside and, uh, you know, uh, adapters coming out that'll let you and play. The, and the music stuff for you. Right, exactly. I thought, the, I thought the GB Studio thing was brilliant to get people to even start to learn about game yeah. dev. I talked to our, our buddy Daniel. They might use that GB Studio for like an intro class because like you can drag and drop and look under the hood to see what the code's actually doing right you know, things like that so um i think this thing looks great however the uh the, the pre-order uh process yesterday was a nightmare and i do think analog really needs to think going forward about how they are going to do this so they're saying that things sold out in 15 minutes it was less than that um i Got my uh, stuff in my cart, went to check out at like 8.01. Um, the the pre-orders went up at 7.59, according to my phone. It was actually a minute early. Were you hitting F5? You're like, like that? Or I, No, actually, I like I got there. It was 7.59. I hit F5 once, and it was right there. And I was like, okay. So um, my I got it in the cart, and the problem that everyone has talked about happened to me um the website got hammered and the shipping calculator hung um there's like a weird like real-time shipping calculator that like takes your address and calculates the cost and it just the circle just kept spinning um some people were saying they waited five to seven minutes uh getting pounded probably yeah i actually didn't know what the fuck was happening and thought maybe i'd put my address in wrong so i went back and forth and refreshed a few times and finally got it. So I hit purchase and uh, immediately um, and I guess this happens this has happened to a lot of people when pre-ordering analog stuff. Immediately got a note, uh, a message on my computer screen. And I normally don't get them on my screen. I usually get them on my phone. Um, uh, Bank of America canceled the charge because I thought it was going to be uh, they thought it was a fraudulent charge. So you, so you had to like put it in a type in something and say, no, it's okay. So I had to pull up my phone. I had to go into the app. I had to scroll through all my purchases over the past day and check each one. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, really? Yes. And then hit okay. Oh. It reactivated my card. Then I went oh. back and I hit order again. And surprisingly, uh, I got it. What did you get? What did you order? I ordered the... Um, the white one, the dock, and a screen protector. I forgot to grab the Game Gear adapter somehow, but maybe by not taking the extra two seconds to throw something in my cart, I, I it got me yeah, that's the just, order. Yeah, you're still going to be able to play three consoles out, right. out of the box. I'll get a Game Gear adapter at some point. It's not a big deal. I'm sure they'll make more. Um, but so anyways, what I'm trying to get at, though, is the confirmation email was sent to me at 8.08. I immediately went to Twitter um, and saw that it was a fire and a shit show. And like it, the first thing I saw was, um, I think it was the, the guy from HD Retrovision, 
um, they make those those great cables. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he was like, "Up, oh, it's sold out." So and eight minutes. Pat rolled out of bed off the couch and was like, "Oh, let's go on, man! I can order this because Ian and I, I guess in our in our naivety, thought that with a pre order nine months ahead of time that it would be an open pre order, um, and I guess." With everything going on, that's not the case. But there was no indication with the marketing and all the hype that this would be something that would sell out so quickly. And, and that, I think that's why people are annoyed. That's that's my problem. Um, my problem is not... And like I said, I, I, I don't want to sound like an asshole. I got one. I'm happy. That's the end of that. Um, I didn't. But I do... <laughs> yeah. I do feel bad for the people who wanted one who didn't get it. And I realize that analog is operating, especially right... I mean, they're... They are a unique company selling boutique items to a specific group of hobbyists, but their stuff has gotten fucking popular because they make good stuff. This is their, uh, if you don't count the original NT, this is the fourth major product. Right. They've done FPGA. And all of them get great reviews and all of them sell well. Um, so I do feel like they should have known that this was going to be popular. Now, maybe they did. Maybe they had to limit the pre-orders because of, um, supply, you know, supply problems during, um, you know, this public health crisis. And I do think that there is some, there's, there's, especially because we're not, we're not just talking about, um, a system and a board. We're talking about, you know, something that has a screen as well. There's a lot of stuff that's going into this. Yes. Yes. Supplies can be limited. Uh, I do think that there is some, uh, there's a disconnect. Yes. There's, there's, there's a, there's a disconnect. What I, and I think, I think things like artificial scarcity, when people say that, I think it's a bit overplayed because this is a small company. They want to make money. Yes. They want to make money. I don't think there's a huge benefit to them playing the artificial scarcity game. What upsets me is that it would have been very easy for them a week ago when they announced that things were going up for pre-order on the 3rd. They announced, well, they announced, they announced on the... On the- they announced the 22nd was the pre-announcement for the 27th and yes it was two weeks ago they had many opportunities to be like hey everyone temper your expectations it's gonna be a small pre-order run due to the pandemic we can't do what we want because of supplies yeah we can't make as many as we want but i also understand that they're a company they got to get some money going people want the product i get it but fuck communicate yes communicate Uh, with your customers. There was no reason to not say, is this an open pre-order? Is this a limited pre-order? By them not saying anything, I had actually, and I told you this on the phone, I had actually convinced myself the night before that, no, that's going to be an open pre-order. So then the podcast, I said, yeah. with the amount of hype, and then they did a, pro- they paid to promote tweets, uh, the tweets on Twitter. They're right. promoted. Yeah. To me, you don't do that. Unless you want the situation to happen, right? If you've got, I a, mean, if you've got, I, uh, I, 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 I can only believe so much feigned naivety over. Oh, we had, we didn't know it was going to be popular. No, you I, did. You didn't need to okay. do a promoted I, tweet I, I for something. Ki- I can't kill analog uh, uh, entirely because obviously their products are good. Yes, well, let's, um, but I mean, their pre-announcement tweet with just a, the green screen. The pre-announcement announcement got two thousand six hundred likes on Twitter just for that. Right, and then you fast forward a week later to the actual announcement uh, tweet thread uh, a week later on the twenty seventh, and that was uh, insane. Where is it? Just the one that said pre order was three point eight thousand likes. The one that says oh pre order August third there, and I might be missing one, 
But the one they promoted was gigantic. The amount of likes on it was insane. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, where is it? Uh, where, is, where is it? Oh, it's the one that's still pinned, the one they promoted. 13,700 likes on Twitter. Right. That's like holy shit numbers for anything on Twitter. But for a product like this, if there's 13,000 likes for something... To me, I I don't even you you're a person like likes tweets. I don't I rarely like tweets. I'll be I'll retweet stuff. So you combine with the retweets, this is like you're getting up to like nineteen thousand people that have at least interacted with the tweet. Yeah. Just not even seen it interacted with the tweet. This this is tens of thousands of people that are potentially wanting this product. Right. Which is obviously probably more than they could have imagined versus the Mega SG or the super NT. I don't have the numbers for those, but those were open, uh, you know, pre-orders on those, um, and you can get those readily. Uh, well, now the NT sold out. No, this, well, you can't get the uh, super NT. Super NT sold out right now. Sure, but you can get it for a while. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. and, they'll, and they'll redo them, and that's the thing. They came out after this all happened, and they said that they're going to make more, and they will. Um, I, but I, we don't know what when that second batch is going to be. We don't know when that second batch is going to yeah. be. But I, I do think that people who want one of these... I think Analog is, 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 is I mean, obviously a smart company. They're going, in many ways, they're going to look at this and they're going to go, okay, we need to make more. And I think they're going to do what they can to make sure that everyone who wants one ends up getting one. But it is very frustrating um, to... To, to see it happen the, the way it did yesterday. So, and like I said, I mean, to, to really sum up what I'm saying, I think the product looks great. I'm excited about it. I'm excited for it to show up. I've, my experience with their products has been great. Um, I don't think there's anything really as secretive or as nefarious as no. some people say. I don't think there's, I don't think they're playing some scarcity game. I honestly don't. I think they need to get better, much better at talking to their customers yeah that's all i mean it's, it's, it's a pr thing you get something to do your pr if you're not comfortable with it or or the marketing uh of it just i mean the marketing was actually super stupendous it's just the communication of hey guys we're we're gonna have two batches the first one will be smaller the second one will be bigger maybe later because of the pandemic and most people be like okay that's fair yeah but like it mean soften the blow mean 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 ian saying oh this is they have to do an open pre-order there's a huge amount of interest and we were we were we were thrown off by that. We were wrong on that about it. So like, and, and uh, like I said, from a, from a, like a, from a supply, I, you know, thinking back on it, okay, yeah, we're, odd times from a supply perspective, sure, maybe they can't, but we're that, so far in advance. Say so, that, announce it. Yeah, we're nine months ahead of the right. release date. So I was thinking of two things. First of all, let's see what uh, IGN reached out to Analog in there, and they said Shop, Shopify shipping calculator was slowed down by immense traffic. We will have a solution in the future. We apologize to those who experienced their issues. They use the Shopify thing like I do. Uh, a lot of people do it. Limited run uses Shopify. Uh, Analog has reiterated that it is selling the po- pocket during a global pandemic, which has ma- uh, made logistics more complicated. This is certainly not a typical product launch. No, it's it's not, but that's not also an excuse when you could have just communicated. Yeah, you can say that ahead of time. Say, hey, we're going to have a certain amount. To uh, me, that sounds kind of like a, even a if brush you- off. I would have preferred they said that they said the amount of, amount that are coming out in the first batch give people an expectation. Then we, you know, even though you're going to have people scalping it, the scalper thing. I understand about. keeping some of that stuff secret, but, but like I said, just say just say it's going to be. It's because I'm pandemic. not saying the fucking word. Um, <laughs> I saw you getting ready. I was going to say limited. So speaking of the scalpers, I, and thank God they did two per because if it was like someone that ordered fifty or a hundred of these things. Um, God, that'd be a I disaster. Was also, going to say though, if if you're going to but, make the if you're going to make the statement that this is not a typical product launch, 
maybe just let people have one right now. I mean, let, 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 let that person make that tough decision at checkout whether or not they're going to be a collector or actually going to play it instead of buying two. Or a fucking scalper. You can let people buy two later. Well, And people are still scalping. They're buying one. They're, they're scalping it. So this is what I'm going to say. Uh, I think it would do a lot of goodwill. And this is simple PR. If, if, if Analog just came out and said, please, you know, get the information, report us the seller information of people that are, you know, scalpers. Because uh, people are trying to sell these now for $1,200, $750. Here's the, the good news, though. These are all against eBay's terms of service. You can report all these because eBay's terms of service says you can you can sell something that you pre-ordered. You have to ship it within 30 days. It has to be guaranteed you get it in 30 days. Yeah, this doesn't so, come out until May 2021. So this, all, of those, all of those pre-orders on eBay are in violation. They're all in violation. I have a feeling that hopefully Alan behind the scenes is going to shut them down. But I do hope they go a step further, which I think something that Limited Run has done before when they've seen scalpers. They just ban them. It canceled their pre-orders. Yeah. They put them back in the till. Do that. You announce that uh, analog. Uh, tremendous goodwill. If you even just do that, like, okay, we realize there's a problem. And then you maybe you put up, obviously, you'll say, hey, we have a small batch that's going to go up for sale. And just Limit do that. Limit it to one. Yeah. Until until up. we get to a, a point where, you know. They... The second pre-order. When you announce the time for the second pre-order batch because I, I have a feeling that they want they needed the money to put this up so they get the, the amount they were going to do i get that they don't want to be, be on, on but nine months in advance that's a long way out for a pre-order it is um it's a long way if they wait to maybe like december but i have a feeling that they had probably a, a limited number of slots production slots make sure we get them now make sure you get them now we get something out in may yeah there yeah. very much could have been a now or never from the manufacturer in sure. terms of you know get get this scheduled up because i i've not dealt with chinese manufacturers but I have a feeling it's like, yeah, this is the amount we're going to offer you. If you don't take it, this company will probably take it because, you know, it's a pandemic and stuff's way behind. We're like, this year is like a blown year for lots of stuff. And they're still make, pumping out, you know, s- switches and, 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 and Microsoft consoles and Sony. So you got to get in there. You're a smaller company, even though Analog is making money uh, hand over fist with this stuff. They're still a small company in regards to the big boys and, and other companies that are manufacturing other products. So, um Hopefully they bring this news back to the, the plant and be like, hey, listen, guys, can you do more for us? Because we right. can all make a lot more money. We can do 10 times the amount of these you know, and get these out. In my head, I was trying to figure out how many people actually ordered one of these uh, versus the interest. And I'm guessing it was probably somewhere in, in the four digits, under ten thousand. That's that's what my guess is. Something around there probably got this, maybe five thousand. I was, so. I, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't. That's just my guess. I don't know if we would just want to play guessing games. I yeah, my guess would be five, no more than ten thousand, probably minimum five thousand was what so, they had. Something in that three to five thousand, maybe. I mean, the amount of interest. It was about this way: you couldn't do all this hype and then say, "Oh, we're only selling a thousand of these." That'd be like, what are you doing? You know, if you did all that. Sure. That, well, that, and, and I think a thousand, based on the reaction, would have sold out even faster. I mean, you have to look at how. I, I think it can only process so fast too. I think you're looking at at least five thousand if we're talking eight to ten minutes. Sure. I truly believe that they were not expecting that much um, interest at the start. But then again, I'd say, well, look at look at your social media. That's one thing I say. Like that's these are insane well, numbers. Look at your prior stuff too. Yeah, and this was probably a lot bigger than that. Because, you know, the Mega SG came out. I was like, yeah, that was cool. It wasn't this hype for the Mega SG. No, the last time something uh, was this hype from them was the Super NT. And that just goes with how popular uh, those respective consoles are. The sure. Super Nintendo is always going to be more popular than the Genesis. But this I don't agree to, with that. But, but it, this I mean, seemed to hit people in a certain way because of the handheld, I think. This was like... 
this is truly the first way you could this is the first product like this where I was like okay this isn't like a fucking retron uh, you know, to play Game Boy games on a console. This is something the portable thing grabs people a bit more than just a console. Well, and I think the yeah. look. I think the look did something too. It's an incredibly nice looking console. It's, it's very sleek, but it also does not differentiate very much from what people remember from their youth. This is sure. one of those things that is yeah. very slickly designed um, with psychology in mind. Yeah, it looks like a this, Game Boy. This this is your childhood, but no one's going to laugh at you for carrying it around. Yeah, we talked about it before. It's it's a it's a great combination of a of a Game Boy Pocket and like and a, and a, and a and an SP. It's yeah. like a, it's a perfect hybrid of it. So it's like it hits everyone right there. And I and thank you again, Analog. I, I will give you a hand job for the concave and convex buttons. I thank you for doing that. I, I'm in love with with you for, for for including that there. So all right, I'm hoping um I'm hoping that the second batch. Uh, pre-orders come out and it's announced that hey it's a lot bigger but hopefully it's not like five months behind this one and even if it's not bigger just tell people what they should be expecting when it comes time it's all about expectations when it comes to products if you tell someone ahead of time hey there's a good chance you might not get one this time around but there'll be more there's going to be a lot less anger you, you cushion the blow that's all marketing and PRs. You cushion the blow. It's all about just managing people, making sure they don't go off. And like, oh, because like, a lot of people are like, oh my god, next May I'm going to play this now. It's like, oh no, my Christmas is gone. My right. May, Christmas in May. So, anyways, it's going to be a painfully long wait. Oh, Ian's, Ian's. Well, you can help with your Yoikoi kids. You can help you with the future, your future Ian's. Yeah. Ian, summer is in full swing, and what better way to enjoy a nice, relaxing time with friends and family, but with Miller High Life. Miller High Life brings pride to the simple things in life. It's an unpretentious, quality beer that is accessible to all. Celebrate the wins of every day with Miller High Life. Big or small, there are moments within every day that you should stop and celebrate. Enjoy. Take a second. Take a minute to look around. Yeah. So enjoy those moments with the champagne of beers. This summer, Miller High Life will raise a can to celebrate summer's simple moments with limited edition champagne cans. Looks like a little champagne glass on the side of the can. It's cute. Simple summer moments don't have to be big to call for a celebration. It's not just a backyard barbecue. It's celebrating. Having everyone together for the first time, the grill fires up during the summer. Find these limited edition cans in stores now. Miller High Life has been faithfully brewed the same way since its start on New Year's Eve in 1903. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ian, as guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair. From how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before going out. That's why when we get into our 20s and 30s and if we start noticing the first sign of hair loss, it can feel like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy is ever ready to go bald. Thankfully, now there's Keeps, the simple and easy way to keep your hair. By the time they're 35, two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness. The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you've still got hair on your head. You can get treated from home. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. No one wants to go to the doctor when they don't need to. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get hair loss medication delivered directly to you. They make it easy and deliver your medication every three months, so you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines and awkward doctor visits. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but probably never for this price. Prevention is key. Keeps treatments typically take between four to six months to see results, so it's important to act fast. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair 
you'll say. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors and more than 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatments start at just $10 a month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to Keeps.com slash CU Podcast to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash CU Podcast. All right, Ian, we got to talk about movies. Remember, remember movies was a thing in movie theaters? <laughs> remember that? I guess, yeah, sort of. <laughs> I remember going to... Do I, did I go to a movie this year? Man, it started as a joke, but the last movie I ever saw in theaters really might be the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. The what? The Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh, okay. oh. Uh, did I see a movie this year? I'm trying to remember because there was no... Uh, let's see, when was Black Widow supposed to come out this year? I thought I saw a movie this year, but I don't know if I have. So, all right. So AMC Theaters and Universal... Uh, came to an agreement. Um, if, if you didn't know before, I think we mentioned it. You always better call somebody. Um, <laughs> oh, God, Road Dog. Um, my friend worked with Road Dog on the SmackDown team writing. Um, so AMC got in a little tiff with Universal, and basically, we're going to basically ban their future movies from being shown because of. Uh, for, for, All I heard was fucking tears and crybaby sounds. It was um, so pathetic because it was a tr- the Trolls uh, two animated movie. Um, was going to come out in theaters and like I think it was just like late March or whatever it was, and then so obviously this hits and they close up theaters. So Universal's like, oh, we're going to put it online, pay for it online, buy it on Amazon Prime or video on demand, and you know, which is like that would the reasonable thing to do, and and why the hell not? And then AMC uh, pissed their pants about it. Yeah, and AMC is one of the, the big major chains of movie theaters here. Um, and really made a woe is me big fucking deal about it like like they didn't expect companies to go and try to make money however they can and during it wasn't the pandemic. A, a, well, a huge amount of movies in like the the crappy fucking bloodshot Vin Diesel movie did this. They went like it was right when it was happening like mid March they went in the theaters and then they, they also put a video on demand. I think I Invisible think. Man was another there one was a that few. they did that. But with. then all the other movies got pushed out. Right. Cuz cuz now since no one's watching movies when this resumes it, it'll be all the major movies like Top Gun 2 which I was looking forward to and, and Tenet which I still think they're trying to show in theaters. Uh, I think later this month in early September, I didn't think it's going to happen. Um, we, were, we were looking forward to stuff, Black Widow, things like that. Everything gets pushed uh, here. So, so at first they were they were being whiny about it, AMC, because they they looked at it. Well, if they do that, other companies will fall suit, which they could. But I always think people want to see movies in a theater by and large. There's no way. Uh, if I don't care how cool your home theater is, and there are some cool home theaters, I like the movie going experience. And a lot of people do. Um, but anyway, no, it's, it's just. People like to go out. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Yeah. At, 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 at some point, even if you or, even if you had a perfectly recreated movie theater at home, there's something nice about going out into the public and seeing a movie with people. So this is good news. Uh, they, they 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 made amends. That they 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 shook hands. Fair play with AMC and Universal. This is from Hollywood Reporter. Ian Reporter. I'm the saying Hollywood. The back of that. The studio uh, will have the option of making any of its titles as well as films from Focus Features available on premium VOD VOD just VOD just three weekends after the cinema. So there came to, a, I think, a reasonable compromise where the, the, the movie comes out, you get two full weeks, three full weekends. It was when most, the movie makes most of their money. Yeah, 17 um, days, two weeks, three weekends. Yeah, so you start like the Thursday before and go, you know, into like the, the third Sunday, basically. So that's a great, great compromise. That's a great compromise. Everyone wins. And then I don't think I don't think Universal would care to be like, okay, well, wait two and a half, you know, two and a half weeks. 
to put a video on demand during all this fucking crisis, obviously. So in a stunning reversal, AMC Theaters has struck a historic agreement with Universal that will allow the studio's movies to be made available on premium video on demand just 17 days of play in cinemas, including three weekends. The two companies announced Tuesday. Uh, it shadows a traditional th- theatrical window, a long-standing policy that has required studios to play their films on the big screen for nearly three months before making films available in the home. It's, I mean, we're just not in that... We're not in that place anymore like sure. what, what's era i mean the, the, that that made sense in the 70s and 80s and the 90s but as as streaming and things have gotten more and more popular that has always struck me as very old-fashioned yeah now it's like two months later you go on a plane the movie is playing on it sometimes right. it's like what the hell you know, I, I, that's happened for a couple movies. Like, yeah, I, I skipped in the theater. Now it's on a plane two and a half months later. Now it's all about just getting it out, seeing to most people as 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 broad as you can. On demand, Blu-rays, if that's still going to be a thing five years from now, I have no idea. Like, let's just push it out to as many people. Distribute as much possible. Don't have it locked in to just the theater chains. Well, then obviously they control it, and obviously that's their business to do that. But that doesn't benefit the studio at all versus right. getting out to as many people as possible. Right. It just doesn't. But they had to play ball for and do that, obviously. Not anymore. Sorry. People have Prime. People, you know, want to buy stuff, you know. Well, I think Hulu that's what AMC realized, that they can talk all this talk, but Universal, at this point, probably sees the, you know, the theater market as, well, push comes uh, to shove. Yeah, we'll call my bluff. We'll say yeah. fuck you. And the theater is one of those things where, where you're indoors, unless they really... God, I, I talked about this the other day with someone about how restaurant chains hotels definitely cruise ships movie theaters they're gonna have to technologically deal with this they're gonna have to um have to do uh you know uh, virus filtering um uv filtering i talked to our buddy rue who's actually they're working on developing safe uh i think it's uv c band where safe to humans but kills viruses so you can do something with the light system, even if it's like once every hour for like five minutes to make sure it's safe. Where you gotta, you gotta kill the shit in the air. Our favorite light bulb boy. But but they have to come up with solutions. Or I'm not stepping foot in a restaurant again until this is done. Done. I'm not taking the risk. And I and I go and I see people. Yeah, we're outside. They're not six feet away from each other outside. These people and the waiter still got to come up to them. Sometimes it's still not safe to me outdoors versus indoors. Uh, so the point is this: is that these these industries are going to have to adapt. The theater's going to have to adapt. Until this happens and everyone's totally cool, they're not going to have a choice. They're, people aren't going to go to the theater anyway. Yeah. I'm not going into a movie theater until we are in the clear. Whether I'm vaccinated, you can say, oh, you're, Pat, you're worrying too much. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I want, I'll buy this shit and watch it at home. Yeah, I will. I'll do takeout and, and delivery on DoorDash. You know, instead of going in. Some people are still thinking, oh, it's going to be okay. Eh, no, I'm going to be quite safe. And most people are, I think, on my side when it comes to that. I mean, look at the numbers. Look at the polling numbers. So, uh, more than any other studio, Universal has pushed for years to shorten the theatrical window, but has, it has backed down in the face of boycott threats from AMC and other major exhibitors. So, well, now now you got to play ball, folks. You got to play ball, uh, movie theater chains. So, uh, I, I see this. I don't know if this, how quickly this is going to be adopted by other theaters. Um, excuse me, other other other, um, uh, other production companies like Disney, they're going to say, no, we like this as well. We want to do this. Obviously, that would be a watershed moment, and that would really change everything. Um, I always said, said that it'd be awesome to have like a, a party 
and have like five people over your house and just buy your own food and watch the movie if you have a nice setup why not yeah it, it, even charge a premium charge like uh you know a rental fee of i don't know 25 30 bucks for the weekend split it between five people like watching a pay-per-view i think most people would be down for something like that in this day and age yeah i think they would I just do too. even like a weekend rental of seeing the new avengers you know, or purchase it, or go nutty at all. I'll purchase it for a premium, before, like before the two month windows out or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, do something like that. Like, why not? It's, it's the movie theater is the only thing that has not really changed drastically in terms of technology, in terms of like how we access it, and you know, it just goes up in value. So it goes up in price every year. And yeah, they upgrade it to digital and things like that. But now it's like that's it. What else can you do? Digital. We're done. We have beautiful 4K fucking screens or IMAX screens and beautiful 3D sound. 3D sucks, and that never caught on, thankfully, 10 years ago. We're done, though. Wow, they really tried to make that catch on, though. Yes. When they started doing, like, a half the showings, were th- th- I saw. I just see fucking Iron Man 3 in 3D. I didn't want to see that shit in 3D. It sucked in 3D. I wanted to see it uh, normally. Or is that Iron Man 2? I think it was Iron Man 2. Anyway, it was just no reason to watch it in 3D uh, to, to see a movie like that. But anyway. All right, anything else to add here? No. Like, I want to go to movie theaters again. That'd be awesome to go out, but, you know, it's not going to happen for a while. Ian. Patrick. Uh, we have a scumbag. Seller. Of the week. Week. This is one that was, has been, uh, been in reserve for a while. And, and uh, this one that is no longer for sale. Interesting. And this is what's so strange about this. So this is from the seller, uh, Totoma. Totoma uh, Sui Store. And before you ask, hey, Pat, what's that? There are plenty of sites that spring up, Ian, from my, that usually try to sell tech products or other things that they come up in searches because the prices are so low compared to where you can get them elsewhere. Right. Where they are of the too-good-to-be-true category plenty of times, which makes me believe when I see some of these sites, wow, this is probably a scam site. Sure. Well, this wants you to buy shit. Because it's not like a, a brand-name store, and they're like set up like like little quick little Shopify sites sites where they set them up and there's the 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 products are not connected in any way except if you search for them and then click on them um that's how they look like uh, powered by Shop Plaza I guess instead of Shopify so Ian what Totoma was selling for weeks was the Galloping Ghost arcade little tabletop arcade game and it's a weird one it looks like it's a two-sided Tabletop arcade? Sure. Uh, whatever. Um, loaded with, obviously, pirated games that, you know, uh, it, it, they don't have the right to publish. Um, it, it says it's a 15, or 1,500 in one game. Um, and it was selling for sixty nine to ninety eight ninety nine. I don't know where the discrepancy on uh, you know, the, the, the price would come in. Um, but what makes this one so awful is that they used the name of the famous Galloping Ghost Arcade just outside of Chicago, which is uh, a massive arcade with, I would say, probably 500, maybe 1,000 games. One of the big, most famous arcades. Yeah, and I mean, they have stuff that you just, you'll never see anywhere. That's that's where they have, um, uh, they have the uh, Primal Rage 2 board. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, they have the, they have Primal Rage two there. Um, they have the F Zero, you know, AX, which I've seen at a couple of conventions. They have the Sonic Trackball game. Uh, anyways, Galloping Ghost is very big, very loved, very well known. Um, and yeah, so they not only are they selling 
uh, not only is this, you know, uh, they're trying to sell an arcade machine full of illegal ROMs, um, they're also doing it with, uh, you know, the name of a popular arcade to try well, to get some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, something something to it. Give notoriety? It some, yeah, notoriety. Well, Ian, that's funny. I'm going to take the stance of, um, I'm going to allege, <laughs> it's alleged, I don't know if they were selling a product. Right. Sure. Maybe they weren't selling anything. Um, I don't know. That's just my opinion. But when you look at the price for something like this, that seems way too good to be true. And then when you look on AliExpress, Ian, you find the company that actually makes these. It's called Pandora. They 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 produce a lot of these. Oh, like, yeah. We've talked about we've, yeah, Pan, the Pandora's boxes and stuff yes. like that. So this exact model, obviously with different color schemes. And it's slightly different in terms of form. But this model of a, a which is it looks cool, honestly. I'd love to see how these are built. If they're built well, I might be I might be into this. Ten inch screen, you face each other. It, they sell on AliExpress for $165. Mm. So if this sells for and AliExpress is already selling stuff at like very, very cheap prices. Well, here's the point. There's no way in God's green earth, unless these fell off the back of a truck, that they could buy these from Pandora and sell them. At seventy dollars, and make it when, when it retails for one sixty five. Right, there's just no way. I'm not even sure that you could, they can wholesale these. What the wholesale price would be, but the, it just it's too good to be true that this was actually a thing mm-hmm. before that. And they, they and they sell they sell a single. And this one was an advertisement for Pandora's box. Um, they have a wooden one which looks cool. Um, but I, yeah, there, I saw there's there's links you can see. There's ones that are similar to this one that um, that Totoma was advertising. So I don't know. Maybe there was some production deal they had with Pandora to make these special, or maybe they just photoshopped this. I I don't know. Sure. Like, because something doesn't line up. It says, like, on the front, established 1994 New York City. Well, that's not Galloping Ghost. They're not in New York City. So I, yeah. I have no idea. Uh, it, it, it almost looks like it, it, it was like uh, the font and um, and color scheme of the, the, those fucking uh, uh, hype beast fucking shit. Uh, the Supreme. Does it look like Supreme? Yeah, it did. That that that's actually it does. It did make me think of that. Just the red and the white. It almost looks like. Was there a Supreme one that came out? Now I'm gonna look it up Supreme tabletop arcade. Now I'm interested to see if they actually produced one or had one that came out. Oh yes, they did. Oh, did they? Pat Pat going uh, sleuthing it. Is it official? Oh. Or <laughs> it says it says Supreme Galloping Ghost. The plot thickens, Ian. Supreme Galloping Ghost. Okay, all right. I'll, so I'll maybe this, what? <laughs> so did did they hire this, them or is this a fake one? There's one on eBay for two hundred and seventy dollars. The Supreme Galloping Ghost Arcade 1660 Game Machine Retro Console. There's a bunch on eBay here. Who is selling these? Yeah, this is not something that the this Supreme, is not Supreme. Supreme did not make this. That's just that's just a Supreme logo on there. Yeah, I'm looking at one right now. Ten inch mini bar top Supreme Galloping Ghost Arcade. Wow, 1660 game machine retro wow. game this console. Is, this is now a nested scumbag, a tiered scumbag of the week. It's so it's Supreme on the top, but Galloping Ghost on the what bottom. What is going on How here? How many random fucking uh, names, uh, you know, businesses can you you know throw on this to try to make it? So this is a real product, at least on eBay. They're selling this on eBay for two hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah. So this is there's no way they were selling those for sixty bucks or so, seventy bucks. So this is a double whammy scumbag sell of the week. So this is uh, Totoma. This website definitely wasn't selling these for that low amount because they're losing money at that yeah. at that cost. 
But now you have multiple sellers on eBay selling something that's branded Supreme and Galloping Ghost, which probably doesn't have the right from either to do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no um, they totally don't. Not that, and I'm not on the side of Supreme, but they're getting their name probably used here. And, it's, and it, unless there's something in the description saying this is officially licensed. No, it, I cannot trust picture me, Galloping not, Ghost teaming up with Supreme. Supreme's whole point, is, Supreme's current reason for existence is to put out stuff that is incredibly limited. There are not 10 of these. Uh, there are not 10. That's no. It's 10 not, sellers That's not it. how it work supreme doesn't go yeah sure we're big into having very limited things but go ahead and just plaster our name all over these cheap fucking arcade machines that you're going to you know make i don't know how many of i think i think these are these are chinese manufacturers that said okay ian what's an arcade galloping ghost we, we search it on google what do we know is people like getting supreme, supreme. products let's combine them let's both. Combine and honestly the when two. you click on ebay the first feature says supreme in caps plus galloping ghost that's a feature of the product fresh excitement ian fresh, honestly if this, this if this is made well i would want to try this out obviously oh in the description ian they blur out the supreme a uh, part of the supreme logo but they show it in the main uh, photos the main image yeah on the ebay uh shop when you click on it. N- none of this makes any sense at all. No. <laughs> so now we found uh, about 12 scumbag sellers a week because now we found them all on eBay selling this this thing. So if you really want to buy this, obviously you know, they're selling ROMs that you're not, allowed to, you know, you're not allowed to sell the ROMs. But if you wanted to buy this, you can get the Pandora's box, a uh, regular one. It's $165 in that range on, on eBay. Uh, the shipping looks to be weird, though. $133 to ship it. That seems like that's a little exorbitant to ship that v- v- via... Uh, EMS. So maybe this is really three hundred dollars uh, for this thing. Uh, if you if you do the shipping, my I I, I just I also, again there's no way that Totoma was selling it for seventy dollars. There's just no way, right? I I also want to state that I would not be surprised if someone ordered this right this listing, the Supreme Galping Ghost one, if they got something that was a completely different color and had none of those <laughs> none of those labels on it. It's just. It, now I, now I want to know if this if Pandora was working with them to make this version otherwise did they buy the shell themselves and um you know put their custom parts on that they mu- this must have been produced by the company this is the, this is the same thing even has the switches that turn, the cool little metal switches that turn it on and off it looks like it's sturdily made for that amount of money it better fucking be from what i've heard pandora's boxes are not very reliable i mean the the point of them is that it's cheap and they have lots of games well it's, it's not cheap for two seven right well that's what i'm saying this this whole thing looks like a very that bad is, idea I mean, and i think anyone who buys one would be very very upset with it i mean they're in an amico price point now they're at two of two fifty three hundred family fun family friendly fun all right so all of these galloping ghost uh supreme arcade sellers you're the scumbag seller of the week of the week all right Ian, we have a patreon we do patreon.com slash cu podcast uh, i do a weekly writing you I just did, did a nice little write-up i did i did a write-up what was it just you just it's about tiny cats about tiny cats it's about tiny cats i've been really into googling <laughs> tiny cats lately uh when i've been very stressed uh the tiny the tiny feline friends have been um uh, good to me, and I'm not talking I'm not talking like kittens or house cats. I'm talking there are some really goddamn small wild cats out there. Oh, the desert one, the the, uh, the sand cat, the sand cat, sand cat's a goddamn bruiser, man. Sometimes they don't even drink water; they get all their moisture from bug guts. Wow, that's, that's a, a that's a hard ass cat. Uh, the palace cat is that a small cat? Palace a, cat a is considered cat? a small uh, a small a, wild a small cat, wild, but it's a regular it, size it, it's, cat. It's, it's 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 not it's not. Teeny. They're like, they're like the 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 the, the, uh, 
the furry looking uh, abominable snowman looking guys that that are up in the steps. Like, yeah, oh, I, the palace cat is awesome. They look yeah, so grumpy. Yeah, they're, they're hard to get them on film because they're they're hiding in the fucking mountains because they have attitude problems. <laughs> hey, they're trying to survive Ian, and, and, eat, and eat rats. Anyway, love so, tiny wild cats. So we do a Patreon poll topic <laughs> once a week, Ian, uh, that you can vote on yes. as well, and Ian does a hangout in third place. What video game should be turned into a Broadway musical? My my sticking uh, career is aspirations are done. In second place. PC games that deserve a reboot slash remake, 30%. And in first place, Ian, what are video games that you are ashamed publicly to be a fan of? Um, so I don't have an actual title to a game, but I will talk about something that is a uh, a problematic... Um, it, it's an embarrassing type of game to love. I love... Masturbation Simulator? No, no. I love um, shitty slot machine games i used to sit in front of a computer and play just a fucking awful slot machine game forever i would sit there and just bet and spin and watch myself make fake money and i would do it forever it's one of those things that i think of like old you're, people you're the old grandma yeah old people like these the sights and sounds repetition and old grandmas yes exactly old grandmas that uh you know didn't know about you know that that existed long before video games they might have one of those um they make lcd ones everyone's seen the lc the, oh, the little slot lcd, LCD ones? slot yeah. machines i once took up about a four-hour flight from uh buffalo to chicago playing an lcd slot machine game just constantly hitting go and hearing the sound and seeing it spin just seeing it spin seeing it go and yeah i like battery lasted that long okay um <laughs> an lcd yeah those things fucking last the forever with the watch battery it was like literally one of those like one like little like one shape like that like a little rectangle it, it was a rectangle and yeah it just Five had buttons it, it had the windows yeah you could, you could hold them or stop yeah. them and uh, those things it was just slots there was no like drop no, there was, there was no poker there was Jesus nothing Christ that Jesus. there was nothing that took any skill oh my there was God. nothing that took any skill uh nothing that was any fun uh, and I just, I, I sat there. Um, I have a uh, game on my phone that I still go back to, and I don't play, um, I don't play uh, phone games very often. I have to actually look up the name. Uh, it's like Tower of Doom or something like that, but it's a slot machine with RPG trappings around it. You know, you, you can heal by rolling the right reels, you can attack, you know, things like that, uh-huh. but it's still just a slot machine. And I, yeah, I, I fucking, I love shit like that. Um, sometimes I just want to be mindlessly amused and pass the time. Have you ever heard of clicker games? Do you know what clicker games are? No. Okay. Um, there's one on uh, the iPhone that I had, and it sounds dirty, but it's not. It's adorable. It's called like One Million Girlfriends or something like that. Basically, clicker games are literally you just tap something. And as you tap something, it increases money or something else that you have. Okay. And then you use that, you use those resources to buy upgrades so that when you tap, you earn more money to buy more upgrades. Oh but there's there's God. no end to it. They're called oh infinite clickers, endless clickers. There's there's like you can pretend that there's skills. Some of them try to get strategic, but really all you're doing is clicking so that you can buy stuff in game to make your clicks more valuable. 
do these games these games would cost money are they free like they are premium? oftentimes free but there are some that people charge money for people love so these so they're just time sinks they're just like you sit there with doing nothing and just clicking yes so I think the name for the, the type of game is actually called um, an idle game uh, a very very popular one that came out like two years ago was called cookie clicker everyone fucking played cookie clicker for like a week okay and I think everyone grew tired of them. But I do tend to keep a game like that on my phone if I... Wear out your touchscreen, keep clicking yeah. it. I, 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 it's they, not tactile on your, on your smartphone, though, versus just like a button. Yeah, it, it's a lot more fun to actually click a, a mouse or press a button. But, um, yeah, they're great for passing the time on, um, like, the train. Sometimes I can't focus, like, on a book or an actual game on the train, but I don't want to fucking stare at other people and just, like, weird amount. So I'll just fucking play a slot machine or play some endless clicker game that is a total waste of time. So I would, yeah, I would be ashamed of that. That's just so strange where I'm like, what? It, it, yeah, that's something that people don't know about me, but like sometimes I literally just need something like that to pass the time because I cannot focus on anything with depth, especially when traveling. Did you have those fucking little whirly things that were popular a few years back? What the fuck were those things? The spinners. I still use mine. Oh, you do? I have one at home. I, I, I was using it last night. Actually, Bobby gave it to me. It's, yeah, because Bobby had a fucking, uh, probably a, a, a truck full of I remember of Bobby came over to me at a convention and goes... Sorry from SoCal, Retro Gaming Expo. Bobby goes... Yeah, Bobby, yeah, good dude, runs SoCal. Um, he comes over to me and goes, Ian, beers, uh, Corona, Budweiser, or Coors? And he's like, I know those aren't, like, great, but which one? And I was like... Corona. And I thought Bobby was going to grab me a Corona and bring it over to the table. And he comes. Bobby's a great po- host. He is. He is a fantastic host. Um, uh, <laughs> he comes back with a Corona fidget spinner and oh. goes, I have a billion of these. I'm like, I, it was, I don't remember what convention it was. It wasn't at Retro. He's like, that's what I'm selling at my booth over, blah, Bobby, blah, blah. You yeah. give me a Corona spinner? So he gives me a Corona spinner and it's. Vani and I joke about it all the time, but it sits on my coffee table and I pick it up and fuck with it every night because it's heavy and it goes forever. But unlike normal fidget spinners, instead of like the usual three rings, it's like eight little Corona bottles coming off the center spoke. Oh, I want one now, Bobby. What the hell? I love it. I don't have any fidgets, but I've never owned one. I, I, I love they the popular? Thing. Like, was that 17 and 18 they were popular? Yeah, 16, Two, three 17, years ago? 18. I mean, but there are, but I am the person that those things exist for. And people like me... Because you're did, a little anxious and maybe it just calms you right. a little bit. People like me did not disappear when fidget spinners stopped being popular. So I, I still... Those fucking things. I still... Were, you had those things. I still use one. I don't take it out in public, but yeah, sitting around home, I will fucking spin I'll, that I'm thing gonna, all day. I'm going to call you up to the podcast, Bobby. <laughs> fucking annoyed because i know you had literally ten thousand of those laying around probably you still have some i think you're probably selling them for a dollar remember that people were getting ten dollars for those or for like fancy ones or yeah just garbage from china well I this was a ball bearings this inside. this is the premium fidget spinner and we had no way of knowing and i like corona that's like one of the few beers i can actually drink I'm like oh this is nice in the summer it's perfectly acceptable for a macro brew uh, but also anyway. is says so, so Miller High Life drink responsibly. Yes, absolutely. Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> so I was going to say. Okay. So my answer is um, probably uh, obviously we're all about sex positivity in 2020. So nothing to be ashamed of. No. But I will say, listen. Uh, there's some people that look down on stuff like the Leader Shoot Larry series. I always love the Leader Shoot Larry games. Obviously, different degrees. But um, uh, the last one I had uh, that was fun was uh, Leader Shoot Larry Love for Sale. 
Uh, that's the one with the, with the with the, uh, the by that point by four and five they had the voice acting right or five and six I think five uh, was where it started so love for sale they were still yeah one of them they were still like you can get on disc without without voices or the CD version mm-hmm. the, uh, but so so love for sale was really fun um, that's where they had the where's dildo thing the world's Waldo little dildo shaped mm-hmm. guys were hidden everywhere scratch and sniff cards but yes yes it, it, the voice acting is great you you get beautifully drawn women and there was one that. Uh, was great because she reminded me of uh, Marissa Tomei from My Cousin Vinny with that fucking accent, which gets me every time. And that was one of the, the women in the game. You know, we're talking like 15-year-old Pat, for God's sake. 16-year-old. Um, so yeah, Love for Sale really was a great-looking game. Beautiful I, I, artwork. I just, I just looked it up because in my mind I remember... I never had that one, but I remember like looking at it in one of the PC... I think Sierra even had a magazine of their own I think at it was the time. Same sort of artwork as as the one before that, which was w- when you were at the the spa. Yeah, it's really, really it's well done. Great artwork. And there was a dominatrix woman. There was the, there was the there was the two blonde um, mom and daughter team, uh, West Country Western singers, and there was a few others. Yeah, shape up or slip out is yes. not quite as nice looking, but it, it uses the same style. Yeah, we're talking. This is the peak of Sierra right here, like like the mid nineties before they went down. And sold off. So, I, so I, not that I'm ashamed to be a loser, Larry's thing, because a lot of people love them. But, you know, some people say, oh, it's kind of sleazy. And it's like, yeah, but they're fun. They're actually pretty clever. Aldo's writing is pretty clever when he was writing them there. And it wasn't just to gawk at women. That was part of it, obviously. But uh, the other thing, though, is probably a little sleazier. Obviously, back when I was younger, I loved playing strip poker games when I was younger. And yes, oh, you're, sure. you're seeing naked women, but it was a, it's a weird combination. I don't know. The gambling thing and the reward. Of seeing women naked was just always something that just like more. It's like it yeah, grabs you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Or you grab yourself. The, the, the gambling but, is fun, and then but, it's like I gotta I was, keep going. But to me, it was like okay, you can look at any porn site or strip poker. It's just like I don't know. It was just, it just there was something. They weren't even all good strip poker games. There were ones that came out that had like they hired women. It was full motion video. But I'm talking the ones where it was even just literally they took or stole or you can make your own uh, still picture sets. I was going to say, I, I remember, and, and I remember the in. ones where you could make your own picture yeah, sets. Yeah, so you can download some off the web where it was like, oh, you download the game. But people made a hundred different women packs or guys that, were, that you could load up. And then I think they were like dot vst files it was like something strip vst is not right but it's something around that it's something like that i remember that vst is uh um vsts are uh synthesizer that's for midi stuff or audio they're plugins yeah but there was you know maybe it was dot vsp or something where like people made their own strip poker women packs or male packs and they were even like cartoon or animated ones and you can load them in so it was like you could either buy or, or uh, get a pirate version of these games, and you had literally hundreds of opponents you can play. And and they would actually also adjust, though. VSP. It was VSP. I was right. What, what, what was the game called? Uh, I don't know, but it's... I, but that was uh, a standard... PC, video, video Strip Poker. Yes. VSP. It was a standard... It was a game back then. They probably still fucking make it. I mean, I haven't played it probably in like 15, 20 years. Uh, but anyway, so the whole point was that um, you had almost an infinite amount of opponents you can play but there was also rudimentary ai where i think i guess the programmers you can have like it was probably on a scale or like medium hard or easy difficulty based upon your oh my god so vsppoker.com is still available what it's still up and the website looks like it has not been it's vsp-poker.com so they still sell this like 25 years later i think it's just a free download copyright 2018 
a free demo oh, there's a free demo so yes a vsp poker ultra but the like the the website oh, this just- is vi- this is video as well I think at this point in time, you can do either. I think the uh, the website looks very very old. So that was that was the standard bearer. Of, yes, of, there were there was probably like I'd say three to five commercial ones. Even going back to the eighties, Ian, there were strip poke games that were made uh, and with like EGA graphics that you can find potentially in computer stores. I mean, they they had them back then. Anyway, so yeah, strip strip poker. Not that I'm ashamed of it, but that's probably to say, hey Pat, do you like really sleazy stuff? And I was like, I was never into the, the I was never into like the sex simulator games. Those are kind of weird. Like Virtual Valerie sort of thing. I was like, eh. Here's my thing about um, Arrowgay when it comes to like the visual novels and stuff like uh-huh. that. Um, I have tried to play some of them. I've, I, I had interest, but honestly, the fact that that you are, they always put you in the shoes of some absolute fucking idiot and it like oh it, for, for the visual novels yeah and like it's just it's not fun to play i think i've played two or three of them where they're always like hey you're a guy somehow you have to stay with a family of a japanese family and there's like five girls yeah that are school girls and it's just like all right i mean i get where we're going with this but they're not super realistic this scenario well i mean at some point just like with the virtual strip poker and the visual novels you know there uh, is there is fun to <laughs> gamifying things that you want to do in real life but you can also just open the picture packs and look at the pictures sure oh the cnet editor's rating for uh, vsp poker is four and a half stars i wonder out of out, out of five. Oh, wow i mean it was, it was wow there's a, still a download to cnet remember cnet i do the the download link st- still exists. Well, to su- now it's just download.cnet.com. Wow, there's a lot of strip poker games. Sorry, we're going off. We can do a whole strip poker uh, roundup. I'm sure. You know what? Now I feel like I'm going to get into sleazy mode again. I'm going to see. Well, what, how has strip poker technology games advanced the past 15, 20 years? I, yeah. w- I want to see how they I might download this demo of uh, <laughs> VSP Ultra. <laughs> All right. So anything else that you're ashamed of? No. Uh, there? Okay. We, we, we were a little sleazy this time. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for your Patreon poll topic there. Uh, and we'll, we'll see you next week for that. All right, we have a Q&A on the CD podcast. Again. This is from at Lapras King. I, I'll, I, no, no, I want to. Lapras King asks, <clears throat> With SummerSlam rumored to be on a cruise ship this year, what would Pat and Ian offer for a CU podcast themed cruise weekend i don't fucking know <laughs> okay we got we, we gotta think about this so and this is because there's more and more themed cruises and we'll see if cruises ever come back after the certain global health crisis but uh jericho's been doing his his, his wrestling cruises now for a couple years before all this and supposedly uh yeah i guess summer slam is rumored to be uh stealing the idea it wouldn't surprise me since they they, they do that often uh, uh wb um we would, we would have to do something that... Obviously, we do a live podcast. Yes, we would do a live podcast. Uh, I'd say two... Like this is, what are they usually? Three or four days, these cruise, theme cruises, like Star Trek cruises? They're not a whole week. They're like four days. Yeah, they're like usually like three days. So, okay. Three days, Ian. We're going to do a live podcast. Probably that Saturday night. We're going to do a live podcast. We'll do meet and greets. You know, every day for a couple hours at least. We'll do a meet, do meet and greets. But we also have to have like themed events that we don't necessarily MC other people have to do. So maybe we'll do I don't know we we would do like we'll have like we'll have a we'll have a little mini arcade set up we'll bring up like I was gonna say you'd have to arcade. have a mini arcade you have to have a console mini arcade. area get them on the cruise ship I can play some cruise ships probably have arcades already but we'll get all yes. the games in there we'll, we'll make sure it's we'll good. get a Mister Driller we'll get a, we'll get a Rolling Thunder in yeah, there just, just get a Mister Driller and park me in front of it and I'll be fine uh, I could do music in the club I could do would that. you would you DJ I would DJ 
I would do that. Why not? Every night, just the Saturday night. We'll say, would, we'll, we'll say we'll, Thursday we'll, to we'll, Sunday. We'll, 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 we'll do Saturday night. I'll DJ. Yeah, we'll, say, we'll say it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You don't do Friday and Saturday nights. Uh, we would absolutely have to have a uh, a buffet. Oh, of course. Uh, I mean, absolutely. On the buffet, we would have to have uh, quality seafood. Uh, we talk about that all the time. Yes. Uh, we would have to have uh, good pizza. Well, we have different night themed. Uh, oh, we definitely have to have a pizza night. A, pe- like a pizza buffet. I never had a pizza buffet. I never did that pizza buffet thing. Before. A pizza buffet would be fun, but get like pizzas from It'd all over the world. Like Chicago pizzas, New York pizzas, Buffalo pizzas. Chicago's not pizza, but okay. Jersey pizzas. It's fine. Um, it's a quiche. But anyway. <laughs> it's not a quiche. <laughs> Watch John Stewart's 10 minute rant about that. Anyway, so um, um, how, this is a cruise ship, though. How we get pizza all over the world? Freeze dried and get it on board? They can ship me a pizza cross country overnight. They can figure out how to hey, get it on a cruise. We gotta ship. keep this inexpensive for our, for our fans here. <laughs> our, our tight purse uh, purse strings here. Um, that would be cool. Uh, during the day, maybe we do uh, we do little activities. I'll do shuffleboard with you during the day. I'll do shuffleboard. I'll do bocce. It's mostly usually shuffleboard, not bocce. You don't want to throw a ball through the. Cruise no, ship. bocce would be bad. Bocce, I could see not working out so well. Will we have any any? Th- will this be one of those ones? Have a water park built in? Will we have like an hour water park special? We'll give you a CD podcast T shirt. Play, play the punk at the pool challenge. Play the punk. At the pool. Uh, yeah, we we could build this out. This could, this could, hey hey this could maybe be a thing. You should probably have a minimum. You need to get like a hundred people. You are like never it. ever getting me on a cruise ship ever. Never. No. Even if we were done with all. I thought they were weird and gross to begin before. with, and now I think they're even weirder and grosser. Well, before you got diseases that might kill you. Uh, but you knew about them, and now it's, you know, now they're invisible. Well, you used to get, what was that, Legionnaire's disease? That one you get it on a cruise ship? Why are you laughing for? It's a disease. <laughs> that you don't get unless you're on a cruise ship. Because I swear to God, you've brought up Legionnaire's disease before. No, you, I have not. You I have heard. weird things that you fall back on. And I've never Legionnaire's said Legionnaire's di- disease I, I, on I, the podcast. I think you have. How would I have brought up Legionnaire's I d- disease? I don't know. I never brought it up during COVID. Actually, I think we did discuss it once because we talked about the Legionnaire's disease episode of Forensic Files. You brought that up because I don't remember that episode, to be honest. I never... As, uh, by the way, it's a type of pneumonia caused by Legionella bacteria, so they call it Legionnaire's disease. So I always picture the guys in, in a French desert in Algeria with the hats Yeah, with on. the hats, with the... Yeah, the, they're all the, criminals. The, and the, they, the, the yeah. curtains on the back. They're supposed yeah. to be tough as balls to get into the, the, fr- the French foreign uh, legion. It's because, you know why? It's all people that are escaping prison terms from other countries that join it. <laughs> hey, it's a great idea for a little army. You know, for a hardcore army. Anyway. What do the French Legionnaires do? Do they still exist? Yes, do they still exist? They're like hardcore. They're like anti-terrorism groups. And yes, they are the French outside France, like army corps that does shit. French Foreign Legion is a military service branch of the French army established in 1831. Highly trained infantry soldiers. Yes. It's it's like the Marines, but they don't act in France. Like it's, they do like the dirty work. It sounds like. Okay. This is, this answers my question. They are open to foreign recruits. That's what yes. I thought. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I did. I was trying, I, I, I was trying to figure out why they were called the French yes. foreign legion. When I know they anyone can, they get don't give there. a shit about your past, past history. Just we'll take you. Gotcha. So that's why, that's why we think it's like, it was people trying to escape their past. And that's why you watch the Van Damme movie, you know, <laughs> he's yeah, he, did, he did it was a decent movie yeah French for you ever see that Van Damme uh-huh. movie that was, you know, it was post post the Hollywood career straight, straight to video. Uh, God bless Van Damme. Anyway, uh, what are we talking about? Oh, cruise ship. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think we covered most most of the the, the basics there. Um, I think my food theme night, Ian. I think I would do. Um, let's see, you would want seafood one night. I, I'm not so sure about the pizza night. Maybe as an option uh, for the pizza <laughs> the option. Would you, uh-huh. would, you want, would you want to do a Mexican night? Yes, we would have to do a Mexican night. 
We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll barbecue fajitas for you. I'll grill the fajitas. There we go. I'll get my chef hat on. I'll get my kiss the chef robe like Al Bundy or, or kiss, kill the wife, kiss the chef uh, thing. And I'll get my little glove and, and, I'll, and I'll make you stuff there. So, um, will we want any any auxiliary characters that we know on the internet to join us? Get Norm on board for for a panel. It can't be just us doing the panels. No. Just, get we, Norm, Andre, get Andre on there. Get Andre, get a few other folks. Yeah, on there. Why the hell not? Get, get your get other pals we won't speak of. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a fun time. All right. I don't right. think that's it for this CU podcast. Oh, that was a fun one. I don't think I ever brought up Legionnaires as easy, and I really don't think I, I think it was you. Well, maybe. You want to join the French Foreign Legion? Want- I, I'm going to go home. I'm going to order some food. I'm going to read about the French Foreign Legion. I'm going to take a fucking nap because I'm still very, very tired. I had a weird, yeah, my my sleep was in and out here. It's so bad. And I'm playing D&D tonight. I keep forgetting that I'm doing that tonight. On Tuesday? Which will be fun, but yes. Oh, we okay. Had, we had to reschedule. All right, well, that's that's... Good old Ian Ferguson. That's me. Who hopefully never gets a Legionnaire's disease. I don't ever want Legionnaire's I, disease. Yeah, and I honestly, Ian, I wanted to do a cruise once in my life just to do it. And with this, this shit happening, though, God. I mean, we, well, obviously, we can't even travel anymore. Our, our our passports are good in, like, two countries in Europe now. It's yeah. really bad. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not welcome uh, anywhere. Uh, no, we're dirty Americans officially at this point. So, all right, that's Ian Ferguson. I'm Pat Contry. We'll see you later. <laughs>